This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Like we're integrating these legit Asian stars into these big American blockbusters. And I'm like, yes, dude, yes. And Willis. We'll fix it in post is a toxic mindset. Is that what you're saying? Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. All right, today on Pixel Splitters, we are delivering on our promise from last week to <laughs> talk about all the non-Marvel or DC stuff that came out of Comic-Con. Okay, maybe not all of it, but like some of it. There's four or five things here that are worth addressing that aren't yeah. in Marvel or DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we're also, we're keeping it kind of short this week because A, there's a lot to talk about from that, mm -hmm. but B, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the negative VFX culture that's currently swirling around Marvel. Yes. Uh, and their production and their production style and their production, I guess culture is the word. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's. And I feel like we're going to talk about that for quite a while. Probably. So we're going to keep it to those two, uh, oh, those two this week. Yeah. 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 Those yeah. two, but the first one's like four or five. So yeah, the first, yeah, those two, <laughs> but like also five in so five sub. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but before we do that, Josh, do you want to tell us what's, uh, being released this week? I do. I really do because everyone it's bullet train week folks yes. bullet train premieres tomorrow august 5th in theaters and i for one am excited but also i've seen way too many trailers and like i went into the first really? viewing of nope having not seen the last trailer that they did uh, and then the last time i went to see nope they played it and i saw the whole trailer and i'm like oh my god why like i've seen this is all new footage yeah. why like i've not I, all these characters are in it so so i would if you haven't seen the latest trailer for bullet train don't watch it i mean i think that they're really just pulling out the stops and going like this is what the movie is um but so that's coming on friday we've also got bodies 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 a horror film from a24 um, from Helena Rain coming out also tomorrow, which is just like basically like a new school slasher kind of thing, like yeah. Scream, but supposed to be kind of like a parody. I've heard it's great. And I think that A24 has yet to miss on something like this. And if it's too winking, I'm not down for it. But I think that, I don't know, I, I they have yeah. a good track record. So I think that this could be something. Yeah. I <laughs> not was, high on my list, I, but... <laughs> I was super into this trailer until it took the horror turn, and then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but I feel like it's not going to be actually scary. Uh, maybe, who knows? Who yeah, knows? I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about this, but it's like, that's the, these things that are like, oh, here's like this drama, and they're like going up to the, you know, mm -hmm. going up to the, and I'm like, ooh, okay, give me like a thrill or something, and then they're like, and then scary stuff starts yeah. happening. I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Which is, a, like, it's A24's gem. I can't be mad yeah. about it, but. So yeah, we got something for everybody this weekend in theaters. Uh, streaming, not too, too much. We do have the Sandman premiering yeah. soon, tomorrow, which is crazy. Yeah. Spoilers, uh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about it a little bit. So yeah, that's on Netflix, so check that out. And then anyone who was a fan of The Outlaws, season one, the British show on Prime, season two is already here, folks, and it's coming out tomorrow, which is sick, because I remember... 
uh, them announcing this and being like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, wait, they're shooting it. Oh, wait, they're done. Oh, wait a minute. It's out tomorrow. Like, okay, let's do this. So is this the one with Christopher Walken? Yeah. And who, written by David Merchant, starring David Merchant as well. When did the first season of this come out? Like last year. Really? I talked about I it on like the I pod. I was still <laughs> over here sitting here waiting for this. No, dude, we're we're on season two now. <laughs> oh man! All right, it's a great show. I'd watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's only like six episodes too. Like they're 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 hour long episodes, but it's a fun it's a fun time. That's so bizarre. Like I literally would have been like, like I saw the outlaws here, and I was just like, oh yeah, that first season. Like yeah, I didn't no. even <laughs> it didn't even connect to me that like we're all yeah. It's too much content. I know, truly, truly. So, that's what we got coming. Some stuff all across the board. Random, you know, <laughs> comedy, horror, action, yeah. everything, everything you'd want. So, so yeah. Without further ado, then let's just get on into this episode here, guys. You can do it. All right. Well, so I feel like because we kind of teed it up, we should start with the Sandman. Probably, yeah. That would be good. <laughs> That'd <Yeah>. be good. <laughs> um. So the Sandman is coming out tomorrow, uh, and they <laughs> debuted the first trailer last week. Yep. Um, so like that's how things there are done you now. go. That's <laughs> Netflix for you of just like, oh, shit. I for, do you think there's a level of that just like, oh, man, right. We got to put oh, out a trailer for that. We got Comic-Con next week. Oh, man. <laughs> I love the idea that Netflix is like, top tier in everything but they just have a completely like d like level inept, yeah <laughs> marketing department that like can't keep track of more than three projects at a time and it's like i mean it certainly feels like that sometimes and it's been so. doing that for two years that's yeah like, the guy's got like tenure or something yeah it's totally a thing that happens in corporate yeah anyway corporate streaming services yeah so uh <laughs> the sandman i'm really excited for um me too. Appar- apparently not really enough to uh, know the release date, but hey. Yeah. Have you read this book? I have not. I'm coming into this pretty much blind. I know the name, The Sandman, but that's it. Yeah. I haven't read the book either. It's a book by Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. and I know he's been talking about getting it made for like, I want to say like 20 years. Yeah. This is like, I think he wrote it in the mid 90s. The original series, it looks like, ran from 89 to 96. It was the yeah. original comic The original, run. the comic book, yeah. Yeah, 75 right, yeah. issues. So it's, it's a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I know Neil Gaiman has been, like, talking about getting it up and running for, like, 100, 100 years. Uh, like, 10, <laughs> you know, <since> 20, <laughs> something years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his big thing has been, like, he wants somebody that wants to, like, own it. And wants to completely 100% become absolutely dedicated to it. I think he like referenced the way uh, Peter Jackson became obsessed with Lord of the Rings and bringing that to fruition, et cetera, et cetera. And supposedly he's found that in David Goyer, mm-hmm. known for writing mostly Dark Knight, yep. Batman Begins. Little things. The pretty good. movies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe you've heard of them. Um, Man of Dark Steel. City. I mean, I still, yeah. Directing less so. Directed yeah. Blade Trinity. Um, yeah. Which I guess is the, the big, the biggest. And uh, the unborn. So if you were watching horror movies in the early 2000s, this was everywhere and it's not good. But, but yeah. 
But don't let that completely taint your feelings about him. Because <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and, like, to be fair, it doesn't seem like he's directing Sandman. He's producing it. Yes. I'm sure it'll be, like, a different, maybe, new director per episode or something. That's yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, like, uh, anyway. But I'm I'm hyped for this. The cast looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. Gwendolyn Christie, I think, is the thing I'm most excited for playing Lucifer, mm-hmm. which, you know, cool. I'll, I'll get on board with that. Um, mm-hmm. She was in Thrones, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was Brianna of, uh, I want to say Troy, but it's not Troy. It's Tarth. It's <laughs> Yes. Oh, she was um, Phasma in Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> the, the complete throwaway character that just, yeah. you know, never really took her helmet off or had anything to do had at all. Had anything to do at all. Um, <laughs> I remember being like, oh, that's great. She's Because she was coming fresh off of Thrones on that. And it was like, oh, man, this is yeah. We're getting yeah. away from it. But um, I'm, as I've said several times now, super excited for this. Yeah. But I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Because why have you heard nothing about it? You know, like even like like shows like Lock and Key get trailers months in advance. For, you know, I it's know. like a simple trailer, but I think we just got a trailer for Lock and Key, which is why it's on my mind, like mm-hmm. a couple days ago, and the new season's in like November. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? Do you think that's a bad sign? Do you think they're throwing it out with the garbage? See, I don't know if that's the case because I feel like when they have stuff that people understand, they, they're cool with just saying like, okay, this is coming in November or, you know, they, they teach Stranger Things in like, you know, November of last year for it to yeah. come out. And I think they can do that with their projects that people have a relationship with, mm-hmm. but with the things that people are kind of like... Eh, I don't know what this is. This could be fine. I mean, they did this with Cowboy Bebop too, where they're like, drop a trailer, yeah. the the show drops in a month, you know, and like no yeah. time. And I think that that's their like, we don't want people to forget about this or have too much time to nitpick the trailer and be like, well, this looks bad. Well, but I mean, isn't like I would argue it's almost the reverse though. Like, if you build a schedule of like, yeah, like six months, we're gonna release the first teaser, and mm-hmm. then a couple months after that, like we'll release a bigger tri- teaser, and like mm-hmm. you just build like the knowledge base around it as opposed to like you know there, there's nothing here if you don't know neil gaiman yeah and you just see the sandman you're like you're gonna be like what like like the sandman song like the pop song from the 50s yeah like, or the guy that was just in spider-man like <laughs> last year <laughs> yeah like yeah exactly like what is this yeah like you gotta you gotta build up something for it so i'm worried and like the fact that you bring up that it's like what they did with cowboy bebop is what I know that wasn't a vote of confidence, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, it's, yeah. I I feel like they're not confident in their own stuff right now, whether it's good or bad. I yeah. think their confidence has been shaken. So I think that if anything, this is like a we'll see. We don't have any expectation for this. Yeah, because you're right. Dropping a trailer one week before it's set to release, and the trailer really doesn't give you much. I mean, it looks. Yeah beautiful like it really does i get from the trailer is gwendolyn christie's in this show yeah yeah (laughs) remember remember her (laughs) that was the moment i was like oh snap yeah you know but um yeah Mm -hmm. and it feels very in the same visual style as like witcher and lock and key and um Mm -hmm. 
what's the other one they have that is like that? Uh, I don't remember. But but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, a little more VFX heavy, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah. it's like it's kind of upsetting knowing how hard Neil Gaiman has been pushing to get this made for so long, and then it's like, yep, it's here. Okay, it's gone. I know, and this brings it to like an even like a more pointed kind of discussion about Netflix as like, should you bring your stuff to them? Like, should you sign with them? Because like, they might just have no oversight, which is what they do a lot, like more often than not. Yeah. And so like, is it, should he have waited for HBO to like, maybe say yes or never do it? Because if this tanks, no, Netflix will have no issue pulling the plug on season two and we'll never get another. Well, and that's the thing is, It was originally lined up at Warner Brothers. Of course it was. Like back in like 2013. Like, and like, it's, it's crazy. Like there's so much about it that I'm just like, I feel like that he was pushing and pushing and pushing. And then Netflix said yes. And he was like, sweet. But Netflix said yes, because Netflix was just saying yes across everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't because they were necessarily excited. Right. So like we can make which this is work. like I don't you know I'm editorializing but like you know it seems like it's like a passion that's not shared but dude I agree I agree now I will say it looks good it looks it quality does. it looks beautiful I don't know anybody in the cast minus Gwendolyn which is great I mean maybe yeah. I do like I'm not by name well you yeah know, when boy, you get I down there I mean Holbrook, like, but, um, yeah and David Thwellis and Patton Charles Oswald Dance and, also from uh, yeah. Game of Thrones but it's not like yeah, it's these not four huge. people that we all know, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I have some faith, but yeah. I can't have 100%. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. Why not? It's on Netflix. Yeah. I, I have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, nope, I don't have a speaking of. I was like, speaking of, but nothing came. What else did we get? We got, um, let's talk about John Wick 4. Let's do it. So we got a new trailer for John Wick 4. We got the first trailer. First trailer, for John yeah. Wick 4. Yep. Where are you landing on this? So I am excited because I love the John Wick series. I don't think it's the yep. highest brow by any means, but I think it's super high quality and they've been able to do something that the cinema, the cinema industry, the the movie industry is kind of forgotten about, which is just simple action. Like, this guy needs to take out a bunch of dudes, and he's going to do it, and it's going to look really cool. And this looks to be more of the same. It's still Chad Stahelski, who's been doing them all, and he's the reason why these things work. It's obviously still Keanu, and the premise still works for me. I don't know how many more they can do after this, because I'm kind of getting to the point where, like, why do people still try and kill him? But I think that they did such a great job with this series of world building. Like, watch every movie, because every movie begins the same way, with them being, like, another super high up mob boss being like oh my god you mean you did something to john wick's car or you did something to john wick oh my god what have you done like we're all done for yeah and that's a genius that's just keep doing that do the the devil is coming and we can't do anything about it so i'm i'm in it i'm in it but i just i like this simplicity of an action film that we just don't get this is the end this is it we don't get these you know yeah uh what about you are you a john wick dude oh yeah i'm a i'm a big john wick fan i mean because it is it's like and you could not ask for a better star for it than keanu (sighs) 
He's so um, in it too. He's so invested. He is. He, you can tell how much he loves it. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to continue to be fun. Like people will be like, oh, this is like stupid. Like people who aren't John Wick fans. Sure. Yeah. But like, that's fine. Don't be a John Wick fan. Let us have our whole jam. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I will say the world building in this, I think, is some of the best I've ever seen of their. Like they hint so heavily at so many little corners of it without giving you like a full like i've seen so many videos on youtube of like the economics of john wick and like how the coins work and like what it means because it's like there's times when he uses a coin to pay for a drink there's times when he uses a coin to dispose of a body like there's you know like there's whole breakdowns of that and it's like it's just enough to keep the conversation going yeah i will also say bill skarsgård is in this and i'm like if there was ever a person that fit better in this universe, I I don't know who it is. <laughs> yes. The thing I'll say with this. Yeah. Is I want it to spin out. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I wanted to get to the end of Nobody. I know we talked about. And yeah. find out that it's a John Wick movie. I know. Or it's in the John Wick universe. It makes Just sense. Pull the Cloverfield move and be like, oh, oh, there's the potential in this world to like just. I don't I don't want to say this because it's not really what I mean to bit, but to build like an Avengers level kind of thing of like, here's different storylines that are going on. And then you can have them all come into the John Wick movie. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think there's I think we're getting a show called The Continental. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that might be a little bit down the line. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's Keanu doing his thing. That's like the character his career has led to. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, he's it's so perfect for him. And like, I don't know. It's great. It is great. And I also love that it's so clear that Chad understands this stuff because obviously he was a stunt double and then he was yeah. a stunt coordinator Um, because he brings in people like Scott Adkins and Donnie Yen and uh, Hiroki uh, Sonata and like real action stars like people who know what they're doing and know how to make Keanu look real good doing this and other people wouldn't understand this but he's like we'll get people who are top tier fighters and we're gonna put them up against Keanu and it's gonna be amazing I'm like yeah I've I've waited my whole life to see Donnie Yen fight Keanu Reeves like let's do this you know yeah and that's why I think this just keeps getting better and that we're at chapter four and I'm still like yeah like, do chapter five, you know? Let's yeah. keep doing You could do this as many how times many, as you want. How many do you think this goes before it fizzles out? I mean, I think they could easily get to five and six. Oh, I think definitely, yeah. I, I think ten, I think Keanu is probably like, I, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I I've read interviews that he loves making these. Oh, yeah, I think he gets fun, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I don't know. I think we could easily get, we're easily going to get to six. Easy. I think he's easily got two more in him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I don't know if it carries the draw past that. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, give me the spinoff. Give me, I don't know, Winston's founding of the Continental or whatever. Um, right. The that's world why is I'm like, I'm rich. on board with, yeah, I'm on board with the, uh, the Continental show because I'm like, give me more. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think we're just going to keep seeing more of this because it's one of the most, yeah. like, profitable but also just beloved like people are like yeah john wick and it's yeah. like it's an original who john wick like people just know who that is now it's like that's yeah 
when has that happened? Name a movie yeah. after this guy, and it's suddenly he's just everybody knows who John Wick is. Like name, say it, it, it to anybody, and they're like, yeah, yeah, John Wick, Keanu Reeves. Like what? Yeah, totally. It's more synonymous with him than Neo, which is like what? Which is wild. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, especially since we've had a Matrix movie since yes, the last John Wick movie. Um, what? <laughs> I want to shout out real quick Hiroyuki mm-hmm. Sonata. Amazing. He's having such just like he's having a ball in career right now. Yeah, back like, to back to back to back. <laughs> I mean, like I'm just like sitting here like on his previous projects, like he's in Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be in this. He was in Army of the Dead. He played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. He's in Westworld right now. Yep. He was in Minamata. He was in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Like yeah, I, the dude's just like <laughs> rocking and rolling, and I'm like, I remember him from like the terrible end seasons of Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but like, you just, it's dude. so good to see him pop up and stuff. I'm like, yes, yes, and and this is the culture that's been set now. Like we're seeing Michelle Yeoh and um, yeah, Tony Lung and and like Donnie Yen and all these people who is like, yeah, it's integrating. Like we're integrating these legit asian stars into these like big american blockbusters and i'm like yes dude yes now you're gonna understand like clashing up these cultures is good it's why jackie chan like the rush hour movies like it's it's all part of the same deal and i'm like this is let's just come on guys we'll all all make better movies if we're all making them together like come on you know (laughs) so (laughs) um speaking of better movies if we all make them together sure uh, let's talk about dungeons and dragons (laughs) A perfect segue. A perfect segue. So you're a D&D fan. You, you play D&D, right? I, I have to put an asterisk on that because I have played D&D. Yeah. D&D was my go-to like decompression thing during COVID. Like me and mm-hmm. all my friends from high school got a D&D game going and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, my character's name was Harold. Uh, <laughs> he was a mystical wombat. Perfect. There's a lot to unpack in his backstory. But... Um, <laughs> I, I won't say that I'm like a big D&D player. Like the COVID okay. time was the first time I really did a, a, a full on thing. I got gotcha. you. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's been playing D&D since like middle school. Like, mm-hmm. I you know, so I don't want to claim to be more than I am. But I got gotcha. you. That being said, I do know enough of the world to like understand what I'm seeing mm-hmm. and stuff in this. And it's interesting. We were talking. Well, where do you where do you land on this trailer? What's this trailer feel like to you? So it feels like, um, I mean, it feels like a video game movie, even though that's not what it is, obviously, because Dungeons Mm -hmm. and Dragons is not a video game movie, but it looks like it's not taking itself seriously at all, which I'm like, that's what I want out of this. Like, if you're going to make it ridiculous, go full ridiculous and, you know, cast Chris Pine, who's like, I feel like he's the king of just poking fun at whatever situation he's in in himself you know like everything yeah. he's in i'm like yeah you you feel like a real person who know you're in on the joke so that's what i thought i'm like this doesn't look as bad as i thought it would you know yeah yeah <laughs> and it's interesting you bring up the the video game conversation we had because that was my reaction too is like this feels very much like a video game yeah except the thing with D that's unlike any other video game is mm-hmm. you can literally do whatever you want in D. Right. Right. You know what I mean? If you want to do something, all you do is like roll a dice to see how well what you're doing is working. Like you can say anything and be like, well, I do this and Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, like oh. I during my session there, uh, there was a time where my character just started randomly singing Peter Gabriel. As you do, you know. You can do anything. And like, you yeah. know, I, I, I had to roll to see how well my singing was received. Um, oh my God, okay. Yeah, I do know my uh, the dungeon master from that session listens to this podcast. So um, <laughs> shout out. Shout out, pause. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So like the thing I'll say to that is like in that you can do anything in D&D, mm-hmm. that kind of releases this movie from the idea that it has to follow something from the game sure you know what i mean where it's like you get like you know assassin's creed and stuff and you're like well okay so like you got to do the like diving off of the thing or you got to do this or you got to do whatever right D is like it can be anything so no one can claim that that's not what happens in D because like everything happens in D. <laughs> yeah because it's like literally like and any character can exist in D. When you get into a to bring it back to the trailer, when you get into a D and D movie, it's like, yeah, it can be anyone, can be anything, and like no one can be like that doesn't happen in the game, right? Um, like there is yeah. no lore, like you make it up, and there mm. is there is like storylines and like they are all very specifically the different kinds of people that you can play with, you know? Sure, but like yeah, whatever kind of story you want to tell, like go for it, and that's kind of what I think I'm responding to in it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is just like how this this. Uh, campaign went for these characters dude i'm actually super down and now i'm curious to see how they reckon with that um and what they end up doing and if it is going to be like anything goes or because like then this would be like free guy like this would be like something like yeah like anything can happen which i think would be fun but yeah if we can get away from like IP, I think that would be amazing. You know, like that's, that's what I'm worried about is like, and I don't think they would do that because like nobody has the rights to everything, but, um, yeah. Well, and you don't even have to get into IP on this because it's like, you just make something else up. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I would worry that they would rely on something as cheap as like a, Oh, we'll bring in a character from like what, like make it a space jam thing where it's like, sure. Because that's an easy thing to do, but it doesn't look like they're doing that. And I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really fun movie, honestly, like full of yeah. CG. But if they if the script is fine, bring it on, man. I love Chris Pine. So let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think Chris he's great. Pine also doing great. Um, yeah, doing everything. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, also directed by John Francis Daly, who, who you know, as uh, the new kid in um, Waiting. Or oh. more importantly, as the little main character, the younger main character in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a director um, now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he directed Game Night? Is that true? Or was he in Game Night? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, let's go. Okay, I'm psyched for this now. Yeah. Let's go. Game Night was awesome. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best comedies of the last 10 years. Okay, let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, And that's why I'm, like, enthused by the the humor around it because i'm like the guy has that that knowledge base yeah he gets um, it um yeah. and so and it's hilarious pine. because his character in freaks and geeks played Dun- dungeons and dragons yeah it's it all fits man it yeah. fits it's a cohesive universe yeah so um, um yeah let's hit the last one we got on our yeah list here. speaking of a cohesive universe i guess national treasure uh is coming and yeah. i think that this is clearly a teaser like we got a teaser for the new show and apparently there's a movie on the way apparently there's a national treasure three with nick cage at some point in the really? future yes who knows who knows um okay but 
you but, know, I would not put it past him because he needs money and loves money, and they would pay him true. a lot of money. So, <laughs> um, but we got a we got a teaser, and quite literally, it's just a shot of somebody opening a door, and then you see her face, and then that's it. Yeah, and she stares at you for a really weirdly long amount of time. Yeah, and and that's all we got. And honestly, um, this is a case of Disney because it's a Disney thing, yeah. being like, oh, people love national treasure yeah so let's just give them national treasure and i think what they failed to realize is we don't love national treasure i love cage bartha and kruger in national treasure and harvey keitel and um i mean freaking helen mirren is in it and sean bean and ed harris and uh john voight like there's a reason they're they're fun and it ain't because of the name um so I'm kind of got not much to say about this. I, I'm just like, this is another, you missed the mark, dude. You missed what people enjoy about this. Now, if they do yeah. a movie with all three of them, you know, now we're talking. Now now you you fully get this. But this is yeah. a, this is something that's for kids, which I don't think kids know what National Treasure is That's right my now. thing, yeah. Like, I don't think they care. And I don't care because I didn't like it for the premise. Like, yeah, <laughs> I liked it because it was I ridiculous. Mean, I will say I liked the, you know, the the puzzle part of National Treasure. But like, sure, yeah, sure. it's like it's something that needs to go in hand with someone who can say, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence and not have everyone roll their eyes. Right. Named Benjamin you know? Franklin Gates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um like, <laughs> Justin Bartha, I guess, gives it kind of some street cred in my book, but also not yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I, you know, what have we seen him in since you know? the Hangover? I, yeah, that's it. And um, he was in the Hangover for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. It it does feel. I don't know what about the trailer just feels like for tweens to me. It like it might literally just be triggering like throwbacks of like where in the world is Carmen San Diego in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me like Wizards of Waverly Place vibes for no okay, reason. Yeah. Like it's let's it's just, just make the difference in our ages more prominent. Great, thanks. I, listen, uh, <laughs> but that's everyone's gonna have that reaction with something where yeah. it's like, why? Which should like, I here's care? Here's the thing: if this is that for the current generation good on you sure you know what i mean in that vein i'm like i don't know why this had to come from comic-con dude seems like a a misalignment but yeah for disney after all the stuff they did show and then this it's like yeah okay which i mean this may just have been like we gotta check all the boxes kind of thing yeah but and we announced it so we got to show something but they this was they might as well have not shown anything because like this is nothing um so we'll see i don't know that that's coming next year i believe i think so which makes sense Um, they're literally like come on in we need to do one shot for comic-con and then we'll continue shooting in november and like i'm like looking at it i'm like this is clearly a green screen shot yeah like they've just rendered some backdrop i don't know yeah so it's nothing it's not much but I feel like we something. ended on the worst one for the remaining Comic-Con stuff. We're like, yeah, these three things that we're like kind of really excited for. And, and then, then also <laughs> National Treasure. National okay, Treasure. Moving on. It's okay. It's all right. We had to end it somehow. Although um, if you want to segue, you could say, okay, so now that we've started talking negatively about stuff, let's 
continue continue going downwards about the about Disney Disney uh, press around VFX. Good call. We could have just said that that was planned. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, I want to be honest with our listeners. That's really good of you. I I appreciate okay. that. Cool. cool. <laughs> um. Oh man. So Josh, tell us what's going on. So Marvel specifically Marvel Studios paired with Disney uh, is coming under fire recently because their VFX aren't looking as good as $200 million movies should look and their VFX teams are not having the smoke because really it's not their fault. And so over the past couple weeks since I think really what happened was Thor Love and Thunder dropped Variety did a video with Taika Waititi and Tessa Thompson where they're just talking about the trailer and some scenes and they do poke fun at the VFX a bit, not like in a hater type of way, like, oh, this look how stupid this looks. They're just like, oh, yeah, that doesn't look real, you know? Yeah. But I think that sparked a lot of people because, I mean, they've been getting hit so hard with like, this doesn't look good. Why did Strange look like this? Why did No Way Home look like this? And the VFX artists are getting hit with why are you do you suck at your job and they're firing back with like we don't suck at our job they're overworking us underpaying us and changing things last minute and they're being very outspoken about it right now which i think is a good thing because marvel basically gets away with this for nothing because everyone quote-unquote wants to work there like that's the again quote-unquote top of the mountain when it comes well yeah i mean they're the movies that are people are gonna know that they're like exist yeah. in the pop culture um mm-hmm. that like look good on a resume i guess but like sure i don't know man it's like it's hard for me to understand where marvel is coming from in yeah. this in it like yeah like your properties here do make a billion dollars yeah and Yes, you have a lot going on. Like, you know, they probably have five products in production right now. Easily, yeah. But, like, why are you feeling the need to shortchange on this? Yeah. And, like, it makes me ask, are they shortchanging in other places? Are we about to hear, you know, about hair and makeup people that are just, like... Dude, I don't know the, the, the blight of a uh, a hair and makeup person. I don't know what... Dude, sends them off the edge but i will tell you that people are criticized like with the last two movies and specifically thor love and thunder and bits and pieces of the stuff that was clearly thrown into multiverse of madness mm-hmm. people are like dude why does his hair look like that why do these look like this why does his sure. suit look plastic and so i think that a lot of things are going to start coming under fire like that different departments when it's not their fault, when they're like, okay, we need to do a pickup and the pickup is going to you know, last 10 hours today and we need yeah. to basically redo an entire sequence of this movie that took us four months last time and it's going to take us a week this time, you know, and that's yeah. what they're under. And honestly, so like if you guys watch the Corridor Crew channel, they have VFX artists from all of these houses like Weta and yeah. Scanline and stuff and... Like, I've heard VFX supervisors talk about, like, they had the supervisor who came and did the ending battle of Endgame. And he basically was like, dude, we gave them that, the final draft, 
hours yeah. before the premiere because they kept coming in and changing this. Oh, this needs to look like that. And it's like, do you understand how hard it is to make that work seamlessly yeah. with all of these other files that are in this thing that's rendering it like a thousand degrees because it's just so much power. Yeah. And obviously they're like, you know, this is, we, we love our, our collaboration with Marvel because they're always working, but the artists, man, they're are just getting crushed, getting crushed and also not thanked at all. Like they're getting yeah. crushed and then everyone's like torching their work, even though this is amazing VFX work to be done in a week. In a few you know? days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's never because the artists want to do a bad job. They don't have enough time. That's what it always is. When you get enough time, you get Avatar. That's what you yeah. get. You get 10 <laughs> yeah. years, you get the way of water, you know? Um, yeah. And and so that's the that's what it comes down to. When you're cranking three movies out a year, dude, yeah. Look at the look at the VFX house list after Thor Love and Thunder. It's like 12 different houses working. Like, yeah. yeah. Of course, like there's too much VFX, guys, to be honest. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's huge. And so I do want to touch on because there was another part that they were talking about, about getting uh, pixel fucked. Yeah. None of the articles we read said it so explicitly, but like, hey, but kind of explicit podcast. Um, but that's the only one that I'm kind of like a little bit I get. Mm hmm. Because there is no property like a Marvel property that is combed through every last pixel. It's true. So I will sign off on their on an obsessive attention to detail. Yeah. But I won't sign off on like that detail has to be changed 45 times because we can't decide. That's just poor project management. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing. Poor that's planning. Like, okay. Like, yeah, someone's going to go. Oh, let me freeze frame this, you know, universe that Doctor Strange is falling through mm -hmm. after he gets, you know, punched through the multiverse. Let me freeze frame that one and like look in the background. Oh, okay, look, there's like a building structure in there. Is that like, you know, the Fantastic Four Tower? Like there's the scrutiny yeah. is insane. It is. Yeah. But it's one of those things that if you're deciding that stuff. It, at the last minute, I have a hard time believing that that's not someone somewhere going, well, um, some, um, how do we, what if we just, um, yeah, what if it was that? What if it, you know, and some uh, production house lead is like, I mean, <laughs> that's a massive change for a lot of money that is going to get you like 15 tweets yeah you know like yeah it's like okay i guess but like mm -hmm. that's just something that needs to be like better i better project management i guess is what i'm, I'm pushing at or like more pushback in terms of people i don't know i'm getting away from the point but like no i, I get, get the idea saying. that everything's scrutinized but like that doesn't mean that you can wait till the last minute right no matter how no matter how minute it is that just means that you need to figure out the plan yeah. to a more minute, minute level earlier. Right. And I think this is something that the Russos introduced with their movies because, um, again, going back to the to Endgame, like, they neglected to do makeup on, like, Cap and on Iron Man because they're like, well, we don't want to be locked into having the blood be like this, so yeah. we're going to do it later. And I think that's their... I saw this in The Gray Man a lot where it was like, 
none of this smoke is here. None of this is here. Yeah. None of the dirt is here. Like, this is all fake. Like, this is very clearly not a real set, you know? And yeah. I think the culture and the, 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 the mindset of, well, we'll fix it later. We'll do whatever we need to do later. We'll fix it in post is a toxic mindset. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, well, yeah, but it's like, but it's, it, that's the norm for these big movies. It's like, we'll do whatever we need to do and then yeah. we'll fix the story later and make it look good. But it's like, but they're getting too comfortable doing that. And yeah. it's, it's showing because yeah, you have these artists who are like, I was seeing tweets and, and, and Reddit threads about like, we're up 4.30 AM on a Saturday and Sunday, just cranking yeah. these through because our deadline is next week and we can't not miss it or else we're all fired. And, you know, yep. and so it's like, for what? For Kenobi? Yeah. For Boba Fett, dude? For, for you know. She-Hulk. She-Hulk, yeah. like this. And again, we're, we're tr like, I, I did trash on a lot of this stuff, but it's not their fault. It's the studio. Yeah. Like, you're putting these people's work on display and you're the reason that it looks bad, you know? Yeah. You're announcing release <laughs> dates five years in advance. Yeah. And then backtracking your project from there. And it's like, as soon as something, sorry, I'm a project manager for my day job, <laughs> those who don't know. Um, and it's like, yeah, you're starting from your release date and tracking back and just not building in enough buffer time of like, mm -hmm. well, if that happens and that happens and that, like they're eating into their safety time. Yep. Then they're just jammed up, which I like happens, but like with some of these, this caliber, you gotta, you gotta be better about it. That's the thing, That's, dude. 200 you know. million, 250 million. Where? Yeah. Like you're just, yeah. you have the money. So you're just going to throw it around and, and do this stuff. And it's like, you do realize these could be good if you just planned it out better. And I know that things happen in COVID, but we can't keep blaming COVID for like the yeah. reason that all of this stuff sucks now. It's like, this just is, they've clearly lost the blueprint, you know, and yeah. they're not really working to create it again. And I think that obviously the ones who suffer are the creators and, uh, yeah. And well, the and there is like, there is a thing to be said of like, yeah, some of these they're dealing with completely CG characters. You know what I mean? A like lot of them. is completely CG. Um, yeah, most of them. I mean, anyone in the Iron Man's, the Iron anyone Man's, in any like, suit is War Machine CG. or any or like Black Panther was. What was there was just a scandal that was like, was it Black someone's Bolt? huh? Black Bolt. Well, yeah, Black Bolt. Black Bolt's like, entire outfit was CG. I'm like, yeah. I you could have probably pulled that off with a in real life outfit. You like, could pull it all no, off. The boys yeah, does like, it every week. Yeah, exactly. Like Black Bolt's <laughs> outfit is nothing. You know, there's no moving parts or armor or, you know, no <laughs> enlargement. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's just like I, I think you're right. They're, they've become too dependent on CG because. Oh, this is weird because it's arguably easier now to do something in CG than it is to do it in real life. But is it cheaper like, um, that's the thing I, that I'm well, wondering. That I mean, if you are like, we're not going to put blood on Cap's face. Yeah. We'll do it in post. There's somebody. I refuse to believe there's not somebody that goes, is it cheaper just to put blood on his face? Versus hiring this dude to render and something then the for answer, 10 hours? I, I, and then the answer is going to come back like, no. Yeah. Because, you know, we have to have 15 people. 15. We have to have like five people here. Mm. Well, even I mean, just take the end game thing and consider how many people are in that. 
Oh, yeah. And then give each of them a hair, makeup, and three costume people. And that's oh, yeah. a really conservative estimate, like probably two or three of each Depending for hair and makeup. Who? Like, yeah, Drax you know. is like 12 hours in a chair. Yeah. yeah. And then like all simultaneous, like, you know, if you're talking, and again, I don't know how, they weren't all at the same time, but like. No, yeah. You know, that's that's an undertaking. And if you can say, hey, we can eliminate a hair, two hair and makeup people and just like fix this in post. Yeah. You know, like we 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 can take this shoot from a three day, you know, production for these two shots. Yeah. And bring it down to one day. And then we have yeah. to add four days in post. But like that's but we're not on part. set. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, deal with like, that when we're all editing. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like it's not hard to see that end of the argument. But like that doesn't mean you get to just then be like, oh, yeah, we'll just dump all this on that post houses. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then you get what you get. It's, I think we're going to hit a point soon where, I mean, it's still going to be the, the, the top dog for where you're going to work, you know, for VFX, because that's where so much of it is happening. Like there is other stuff, but like if you're working at Weta, like you will probably end up working on a Marvel movie at some point, whether you want to or not. A lot of these people are saying like, first of all, not only do I not want to work on a Marvel movie again, I just don't want to do VFX anymore. That's what they're saying. And I'm like, well, that sucks, you know? Um, And a lot of really talented people. Yeah. Yeah, When you break someone like that for no reason, like literally just to get something out quicker, it's like, it's, it sucks, man. It's, it's now here's the question. (laughs) We talk a lot about like how we're shifting away from big tentpole things and mm-hmm. like there's being a shift in that kind of stuff. Do you think that's a terrible setup for what I'm about to ask, but like, <laughs> do you think there's the potential that the MCU can back away from its heavy, heavy use of CG? If you take away the obvious things like, no, you can't do Hulk without CG. You yeah. Know? Or like you can't have Valkyrie's pegasus like without like sure you know yeah um if you take those things away but like do you think marvel as a machine is capable of being like all right we're not gonna fix the blood and makeup in post we're Mm -hmm. gonna do that live and still deliver or we're gonna do a live action suit for black bolt can they back away from that and still be on the same level that they are i don't think so at all because at this point like I mean, they started, again, back to Weta, like, the first clip they got was the, that's the only thing they worked on was the end battle, and they got it at the beginning of the editing process. So it's like, the yeah. the thing with this is you can have this stuff working simultaneously while you're shooting things, so it speeds up yeah. your process, and as long as they keep going this fast with this many movies, if you have four huge VFX heavy movies a year or not just VFX heavy but things that that require insane amounts of production hundreds of shots yeah you're just there's just no way it just doesn't make any sense like four movies a year that that they just couldn't do the set work or any like there's no way like I would love miniatures I would love it that would be amazing I don't think it's a thing that necessarily but yeah it's a a timing thing of like especially if it's all booked five years, you know, in advance. Exactly. And you can just Um, book like a, you know, a session on the volume or a big green, the big green screen houses in in Atlanta. Like you can crank those out in a day, you know, and it's not as hard, but so no, I don't, I don't think so. I would love to see, um, blade just have like 25 VFX shots. 
Yes. Yeah. And that's that, the perfect honestly, movie. <laughs> and that would be such an answer to all the controversy that's going on right now. If they and I th- I don't know if they've shot Blade or not yet. Like I, I don't no know idea. where it stands. But like, man, if Marvel was like, all right, we backed it off. Check out this all natural Blade movie. Mm-hmm. I think people would lose their shit. Yeah. I think it would be controversial because I think a lot of people would be like, well, it's like, I don't know, do CG with a van. I, like, it's, yeah, there's no lasers like coming out of vampire. Yeah. 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 Um, Give me Morbius. Go see Morbius if you want. Yeah. It's Morbin time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or like turning into a bat's like, you know, mm-hmm. the, like there's this stuff just lends it. But I'm like there. That would be a good answer. The better answer would be. Um, yeah, we're extending our post times and just adding $20 million to every picture to adequately pay, you know, to put 14 yeah. VFX artists on each shot. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that would be the smart thing, but Marvel takes the not smart move a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, see. We'll see, guys. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Like... The, the the sheen of Marvel movies has is starting to wear away. Yeah. And before we end this, I feel like that's my main issue with Spider-Man, is that he looks... And the Spider-Man movies, like the John Watts movies, mm-hmm. they look flat. And mm. there's no detail. Like, Spider-Man's suit... There's no, that's clearly not cloth. Like, it's yeah. very clearly. And even with the later stage Iron Man stuff, it's like, in Iron Man 1, you could see yeah. the little nicks in his armor and mm-hmm. the fact that, like, part of that was literally practical and, mm-hmm. like, the imperfections. And we've gone past that. Like, we don't, there is no imperfection. Yeah, like, as Spider Man's suit. the nanotech stuff, it was just like, well, and all right, it looks that's, so you know. dumb. Like, it just, oh my God. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, I don't know. I, it's, I will, I'll say, I feel like we're at a good point for backlash. Cause maybe, maybe there's somebody, maybe Kevin Feige's going, okay, like let's, we got to fix this guys. I hope Kevin so. Feige is as much in term, like as much of in charge of what's going on as how it's perceived. I feel like, I don't know. That might be not true, but I feel like you're right. He's the person that's like, well, Feige is the yeah. guardian angel of Marvel. And, and if it looks yeah. bad, well, <laughs> he's the one to blame. <laughs> so yeah. oh, that I would don't be know, so man. sad if Kevin Feige just like ran marvel into the ground dude after do that. 12 years of excellence <laughs> um, yeah. it happens empires fall hey yeah you know all uh, right all right guys good stuff go watch some corridor crew stuff guys please they do, do great man appreciation stuff of how great it is for uh to work with vfx and things like that vfx that stunt people sentence. But they just had on um, one of Jackie Chan's stunt crew on, and dude, yeah. just watch it. It's it's awesome. you, this is the stuff that you never get to hear about, and they shine lights on the people that it, without these people, none of these movies are possible. Stunt yeah, coordinators, stunt actors, VFX artists, none of these movies happen without them. So quarter crew on YouTube. Yes, check them out. Like and subscribe. Yes. Uh, so let's come over to our recommendations here, Josh. Let's do it. So our prompt for this week, in the in the fact that we knew we were going to be talking about these massive tentpole things, mm-hmm. and we knew we were kind of going to be like, ugh, about yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, our prompt for this week is 
movies that cost more than a hundred million dollars to make that are awesome that, that are, are great yeah. <laughs> that are you know um well worth it. like every dime spent was worth it um, yeah do you want to go first josh i can if you want me to but it's yes, up to you go first okay you go first <laughs> So I'm actually completely switching mine in the moment right now because Uh I want to talk about something better than the movie I was going to talk about. So the movie I'm going to talk about today is one that everyone should have seen, um, and it's Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Oh, no. Is that the one that you had? Okay. (laughs) I'll go back to my other one. I'll go back to the other one. (laughs) I was like, if he prompts up this whole thing of like, oh, I want shifting right now. (laughs) To Mad Max. Okay. Are we going to keep that in or should I just completely redo it? Yeah, we'll keep it in. Why not? Okay. okay. I didn't want to like ruin yours or anything. Um, It's fine. Mine's Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Okay. Mine uh, is Pacific Rim from 2013. Ah. Uh, Also a good conversation. Yes. So this movie was produced for $180 million, (laughs) which is absolutely ridiculous because it did not make nearly that much uh written and directed by Guillermo del Toro the absolute master and this is a movie that every time I watch it the dialogue shrinks in my estimation but everything else gets better because Mm -hmm. this is one of those movies so if you don't know Pacific Rim is about a rift opening in the middle of the Pacific Ocean letting monsters from another dimension out uh like giant kaijus like Godzilla type monsters and what do we do to fight monsters well as Charlie Hunnam says we created our own monsters and we create these gigantic mechs to basically fight these monsters and if that doesn't intrigue you then I don't know what does because that immediately I'm like we're going to see this movie and it's awesome. The fighting is some of the best that I've seen in terms of this style. I mean, it, it kind of brought me back to the original Transformers where like Guillermo has, he, he gives scale and weight yeah. to these things that you don't get in some of these others. And a good example of that is the sequel to this where you're like, they feel like they're the size of me and they're swinging stuff around. Yeah. This is like, you know, you see one of the Jaegers, which is the robots, pick up a gigantic boat and swing it around. You're like, that thing, this all weighs like millions of tons, you know, and you can feel it. You want to talk about like CG that feels real. Yeah. The Jaeger, like the the texture and the design of the Jaegers is so just like, yeah. oh, these are gigantic machines. Yeah. Right. And Del Toro knows when to use CG because obviously you have to do it for that. But the insides of the Jaegers or sets with real water spraying on these people and like they're in these harnesses and things and so he get that's the perfect merging but it's a it's a it's a really really fun movie it stars charlie hunnam uh idris elba and it's just yeah it's basically like um, charlie day charlie day as well who's just playing himself you know yeah. um and it's just a really fun monster movie that you've like never seen before where we actually have something where we can fight Godzilla which never happens you know and it's streaming on Hulu right now and it's awesome so check out Pacific Rim if you haven't seen I feel like people have seen it by now but you just check it out it's a fun it's a fun it's one of those ones that like the algorithm will serve up like oh do you want to watch this battle scene from Pacific (laughs) Rim on YouTube real quick and I'm like like Sure. Yes, I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> Literally, that just happened like a week ago now. Um, Perfect. What so is my your recommendation? recommendation? What is your recommendation? <laughs> uh, it's a movie from 2015 called Mad Max Fury Road, which I, I guess Josh will also attest is incredible. Yes. Um, budget was... Uh, Probably over 200, right? 
or 190 maybe? No, uh, 100 somewhere between 155 and 185 million dollars. Okay. Sub 200. But like, man, you want to talk about like visual style. Oh my god. On a huge scale. Like Oh my god. That movie's so freaking beautiful and like oh, none of it's overwhelmed by the spectacle of it. Like you still have great character you still i mean like furiosa in herself and who is also getting her own movie uh furiosa has a budget of 168 million so sticking with that um yes but yeah man this movie is just like a roller coaster it just starts and then it keeps going and then you pauses for like half a second and then you're like oh nope we're going again and it's like it's so engaging it's so good tom hardy shirley's they're on top tier in this i I don't it's it's so good masterpiece Um, truly like (laughs) directed by george miller um, yeah who like i just brought up on uh imdb and like also his previous two movies before mad max fury road were happy feet and happy feet too very clear how you how you get to mad max fury road yeah you know and then before that um, what was it mad max like quick jump thunderdome (laughs) well yeah he did the original mad max and mad max 2 um and then Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote Babe. And then he wrote and directed Babe, Pig in the City, which I don't think I even knew was a thing. He really has a I don't know how to unpack any thing. of that. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's either Mad Max or animals yeah. that talk. Uh, yeah. Uh, also recently directed 3,000 Years of Longing, which is very exciting to come out. Coming um, soon. Yeah, it's coming coming uh Which looks august frenetic. 31st oh coming this month yeah i'm psyched idris yes. again and tilda idris um, yes yes man Maybe. mad max fury um, road what a mad max fury road it like oh, i want to watch that movie like it's always good Same. when we get to these recommendations and i'm like i just want to go watch this like right i know now. i know um, and what a good one too it's a movie that like while you're watching it i mean it's just it's chaos but it's not it's very simple yeah. it's a chase yeah full stop and then they come back like it's 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 that's what it is but it's done in a way that you cannot look away and yeah a lot of it's practical most of it's practical yeah and i'm like how do you explain that to me explain that <laughs> yeah there you go and the parts that are cg are like like the storms are beautiful and Amazing. like so detailed and so depth and it's like you can do it you yeah. can do it it's just like you gotta let the vfx have time to breathe yep give your artist time that's it. Give them time. They'll make anything, literally anything. And yeah. But you just got to give it's them time. True. So That's true. Pacific yeah. Rim and Mad yeah. Max Fury Road. Those are our two recommendations. That's a good feature That's, that's a, a good, good feature right that's there. That's a good double feature. Yeah. Uh, kind stuff. of dramatically like ends of the spectrum in, in terms of color spectrum. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's, that's a pairing. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's bring it home. Let's do it. Oof. Been talking for uh, a minute. Josh, yeah. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. Um, Letterboxd, you can see everything that I watch on a daily basis. And where can people find you on the internet, Willis? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, at WillisFilm. Uh, I do post from time to time. 
do what you will with that <laughs> statement and cadence. If you want to find the podcast itself, you can uh, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, uh, and you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you will see all of our recommendations, including Pacific Rim and Mad Max Fury Road. And uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be about it. Um, go that watch movies, be. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it be Mad Max or Pacific Rim or Bullet Train or Nope or, or just watch any. There's. Yeah. Oh, man. There's, there's a so lot much. of good movies. I actually yeah. I made a pact with myself to at some point in the next couple weeks do like two weeks straight of just watching foreign films like nice or, or non-English speaking films. And sure. because it's like there's just like you can find anything like just yeah. it's just out there, you know. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, All right, guys. If you want to hear us talk about such things, you can also listen yes. to our mini podcast that we've started. It's called Tuned In. Yep. Uh, they're usually about 15, 20 minutes long, and we mm-hmm. uh, we talk about what we watch this week. Yeah, so um, if you want to know. So Josh will be talking a lot about some uh, foreign language films. <laughs> yes, I will be. I will be. All right. Hold me to it. On that note. Yeah. End of pod. Have a good end one, Josh. End of pod. <laughs> you too, man. We'll talk to you next week.